Welcome to Seen and Heard in Edmonton, the podcast about blogs and podcasts in the capital city of Alberta. I'm your host, Karen Unland, and we're recording on Monday, July 13th in downtown Edmonton. Joining me today is Kelly McConkie, aka Rev Recluse. Uh, his blog, Vintage Edmonton, is a daily trip back in time through old newspaper articles, ads, and va- various ephemera. And now he has launched a podcast featuring old Edmonton records that is simply delightful. Uh, thank you for joining me. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. So, Kelly, tell me, uh, when did you start Vintage Edmonton and why? I started Vintage Edmonton in January 2012. I originally wanted to do it because I, my wife and I bought a house in the Eastwood neighborhood in Alberta Avenue, 118th Avenue in Edmonton, and I've always been kind of an outsider historian. I had never went to college or university, got a degree, but I've always been interested in, in history. And when I moved up to Edmonton, I tried to get as much history as I possibly can or learn about as much history. And when we bought the house, I wanted to learn more about the house itself and the neighborhood. So I went to the local library and the local uh, city archives and tried to find as much as I could. And they sent me to the microfile section where all the old newspapers were in the Edmonton Bulletin, the Edmonton Capitol, and the Edmonton Journal. And I started to go through them, and it was kind of like it was magic. I, the more that I learned about the, the history of the city and the, saw the old ads, the more I really got into it, the more that I really enjoyed it. So when I went home, I talked to my wife a little bit about what I'd seen, and the library, the person who was in the library told me about the online Google archives for it also. So I went home and I searched it more and more and more. And I started pulling out ads and little articles and things like that. And after a couple of months, after showing them to friends and showing them to my wife, my wife and a couple of my friends said, why don't you put this onto a blog? And I hadn't really thought about that before. And I said, wow, that would be a great idea. I figured, you know, maybe my friends and my wife and a couple other people would, would you know, would see it. And that would kind of be it. And it kind of blew up from there. I started in January 2012. And it, it's, it's going pretty good so far. Yeah. Well, it's amazing. And it's a must read for me. I probably read every day. Um, when did you start doing the, the idea of just pick a date in history did you always pick a date in history? Yeah, I kind of started that, doing that at the beginning. Um, I didn't want to do it like a day from 100 years ago or 50 years ago or 25 years ago. It's kind of like, you know, just going in there, picking a year and picking a day out of that year and see what happens. I kind of like to be surprised by what I see in different days. I'm not really looking for the big historical moments or anything like that. The things that really are fun to me are to who was playing, you know, in Edmonton in 1963 and in November, you know, who what what uh, movies were playing in the local theaters, you know, what was, what was going on at the ballpark at that time and I really really enjoy that kind of stuff so that was kind of the way that I wanted to do it and the ephemera stuff was just things that I had found um, in different flea markets and in uh, thrift stores and things like that it's just I've always been a collector and I've got a, a pretty good uh, batch of Edmonton ephemera history and I wanted to put that on the website anything I could find basically that I think the, the people in Edmonton and outside of Edmonton would enjoy it's so cool that you share that with all of us. Um, what's your process? Like, what, how do you start? Do you do a batch a week at a time, or how do you do it? I try to do it a little bit ahead of time, uh, maybe a week or two beforehand. Try to get it in one big swoop, maybe on a Sunday night. Try to get about seven or eight days. Go down there, try to find what I can find, and then kind of cut everything down and put it into a different post uh, for the week. And the ephemera thing is just whatever I can pick up out of my collection. It's kind of like I have a big pile over in the corner 
owner and, you know, whatever's on the top one that I think might be pertinent for maybe that week or that month, I'll pull out and put on Fridays. That's awesome. Um, you mentioned some of the things that catch your eye. It's not always stories, and a lot of the stories that are probably in the newspaper make no sense to us now, have like, the significance is lost on us now. Um, what is your favorite stuff to come come across besides the things you I mentioned? I love the nightlight stuff. What was playing at the Embers in 1963? Uh, what was playing at the Capitol Theater in 1934? Those things are very, very interesting to me. I like the idea of finding out not necessarily the big things that happened in Edmonton, but I think I think that's covered in a lot of the history books and a lot of other things. The small things, the day-to-day activities, I love that kind of stuff. I find uh, a lot of things, uh, like when Louis Armstrong came to Edmonton in 1967, George Formby, the old uh, English music hall comedian and, and movie star came to Edmonton in 1949. They kind of like, uh, they kind of snowball and domino to make me go out and research more and more things. I love those things more than, not necessarily more than anything else, but those are the things that really catch my eye and really get my interest. And as a musician, I would think it also catches your eye when you see the kinds of acts that were advertised in, in yeah, Edmonton Yeah, you know, especially in the late 60s and early 70s. There was a swinging time in Edmonton in the late 60s and early 70s, especially in the nightclubs. And uh, I really have a fun time finding those things, finding out that The Who played here in 1968, finding out that Frank Zappa was at the Kinsman Fieldhouse in 1970. Things like that are just really, really cool to find out. So what kinds of doors has the blog opened up for you, do you think? I, you know, for me, I never really looked at it as something professionally to do. It's kind of like a hobby to me. My thing is just history. I love history so much, and I love, since I have I wasn't born in Edmonton, I'm obviously from the States, and I've only been in Edmonton 14 years now. I still feel kind of like an outsider, and I really don't know everything that I need to know about, in my mind anyway, about Edmonton history. That's kind of like the end of what I wanted to do, and I just, more than anything else, I wanted to share it with the people in Edmonton. One of the cool things that I get is emails from a lot of people who are, uh, who are lifers in Edmonton, who have lived here all their life, say to me, you know, I went to your website, a friend of mine sent me your website, I figured I was going to be there for five minutes, kind of reliving old memories, it's six hours later, I'm still there reliving all these memories, you know, thank you so much for doing it, and that gives me uh, a great amount of, uh, of happiness, you know, and, and, and satisfaction. That, more than anything else, is the thing that I wanted to do. It's not necessarily anything professionally. Is um, you're from Cleveland, right? Yes, I am. You like the Cavaliers? I, know I love the Cavaliers. Yeah, <laughs> I, I and, and my Twitter persona, Rubber Clues, uh, during the the playoffs uh, when LeBron James and the Cavs kind of went to the to the championship or the finals. I I I. I had a little bit of a Kuiper tweet kind of thing going on there, so I had to apologize to a lot of my Edmonton followers while I was doing that. Did you have as encyclopedia and as encyclopedic a knowledge of Cleveland when you lived there as you've developed about Edmonton? Yeah, I do. You know, I it, it's funny. The two longest places I've ever lived in my life have been in Cleveland, obviously, since I grew up there, and in Edmonton. 
and it's it's one of those things where a lot of my Cleveland friends who I still keep in touch with, I I promote Edmonton as much as I possibly could. I've got a couple of friends that are thinking about coming up here next summer who want to come and visit me, and I'm going to show them around Edmonton. And it's the same thing with my friends here in Edmonton. You know, I can't shut up about Cleveland, especially the sports team. Yeah. So they they listen to it whether they want to or not. So yeah, it, it's one of those things where I know a lot about Edmonton history and Cleveland history, and I kind of share it with uh, each of my friends from the different cities. Now, you have recently started a podcast that focuses on interesting music from Edmonton's past. First of all, why did you start that? I'm one of those people that you will see on Saturdays and Sundays that will be at thrift stores, that will be at garage sales, rummage sales, flea markets, swap meets, always hunched over, the LPs. Uh, in the corner. I have a long-suffering wife who drags me, you know, lets me go to the, all of these things and stands off to the side while I pour through these. And I've always been a vinyl collector. I have a lot of albums uh, from different genres and especially Edmonton albums. And I started seeing all these Edmonton albums from the 60s and 70s and from the 80s in here. And I just started picking them up one day and just kept picking them up and kept picking them up. And I probably got maybe over a hundred or so now of different art of LPs and 45s and things. And a couple of months ago, the same people who talked to me about starting the website said, why don't you put these on? Because I was basically taking all of the LPs and digitizing them onto MP3s and flax just to have so I could play on my smartphone and on my computer. And I thought, yeah, why not? You know, I think this would be a great idea. And kind of podcasts, you know, maybe about a decade ago, it was big. It kind of went down for a while, and it's it's on an upswing again. And I figured this would be a perfect time to do that. And I really wanted to share my my audio collection as well as all the ephemera and all the other things that I have for Edmonton. Do you like this music because it's from Edmonton or because you genuinely like it? Or it's both. both. Uh, I'm a really big fan of small presses. Uh, a lot. Of, it's funny because a lot of the the records that I've found in my in my you know my weekends searching for all of these things are based on ads that I have on Vintage Edmonton. I recognize the names, you know, for the thing for the people who played at the Embers in 1960. Said, oh yeah, I've got to go pick that up. So I, I get it for basically those reasons. A lot of the bands. The first podcast that I did uh, was Spectrum, the band Spectrum, the family band, Marcoso, who wrote the, the great book, Weird Edmonton. I picked that up, I believe, it was one of the first that I ever picked up before I ever knew who Mark was. And I picked that up. I love the album. I love the, the, the energy of the album. I love the way that the album came about. So it's, it's kind of a mix. It's, I, I love the fact that it's Edmonton music. And again, it's just because it's the Edmonton music and the history of Edmonton. It makes me, or gets me to learn more about the city. And, it, it, and, and that in itself is fantastic. How would you describe that kind of era of music in Edmonton in the 70s and 80s that you've pulled those albums from so far compared to now? Is it more lively back then or, or is it more lively now? I think it's just a different time. Uh, you know, back in the 70s and in the 60s, early 80s, you really couldn't do, you couldn't make your albums at home, you know, like I kind of do and like other people do. There were only two or three different 
production houses and recording studios in town, so everybody had kind of had to go to them. And the people that I picked for the podcast were lounge singers and, and bands that would play in uh, roadhouses and hotels, and those albums and 45s that they had, those were the things that they would sell there to get a wider audience. So it's just not necessarily better or more, it's just a, a different way to approach it, I guess, to approach the music. A lot of them came out, though, boy, I, I had no idea how many albums I, fig I figured maybe a couple dozen, but it, boy, it just it just keeps going. I went on a road trip to Red Deer with my wife a couple of weeks ago, and I think I picked up about 30 albums that were expressly Central Alberta and Edmonton albums that were released between 1970 and 1980, and I could have done maybe 20 more if I really wanted to, but I kind of had to stop. That's amazing. Yeah. I had no idea that there was that many. Um, what's next for Vintage Edmonton? What would you like to do with both the blog and the podcast? With the podcast, just kind of go through whatever I have. Uh, I, I have plenty. <laughs> so as many podcasts as I can do that I'm able to do, I want to do. For Vintage Edmonton, I'm having so much fun doing it. I'm having such a blast. I get asked a lot of times, you know, now that, now that Vintage Edmonton has been out for, I believe, three and a half years old, have you getting tired of it? Is it a chore for you? And it's not, you know. I There's so much more of Edmonton history that I don't know. And the, the great thing about doing Vintage Edmonton is whenever I start doing my research, I learn more and more and more about Edmonton. And it's so fun to me to learn more about the city that I live in. I'm not nearly at the bottom of that yet. So as long as it's fun to me, I'm going to keep doing it. Well, we're really lucky that you put all of that energy into uh, digging back into our past. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to hear what local blogs and podcasts that Kelly is into. And we're back. Uh, Kelly, what uh, Edmonton blogs do you like to read that aren't at vintage Edmonton? I, I read a lot of uh, vintage uh, or Edmonton history blogs. I'm a part of the Edmonton, historic Edmonton, Edmonton in Northern Alberta Facebook group. It was run by Brent Welsh, uh, Danielle metcalf Chanel, the historian laureate, and Shirley Lowe, the former historian laureate, are both members of the group also. I get a lot of my ideas or Vintage Edmonton from that group. I read that a lot. Lost Jake, Lost Edmonton is another great local historical blog talking about all of the, the many, unfortunately, heritage buildings that we've lost over the years and kind of uh, transposing on what it's there now. And I think another, another one of the big ones is the Avenue We Have, which is based on Alberta Avenue, which is kind of like an oral history project of 118th Avenue, Alberta Avenue, through the years where you get a lot of people who have lived there telling their stories with a lot of old photographs as well. And uh, those probably are the three big ones that I kind of read every day. For the podcast, The Unknown Studio is a, a huge one for me. It's probably the first one that I really, Edmonton-centric to that, that I found and uh, boy, what else? Yours, obviously, I will be a regular listener to that as well. Those are the two big ones, I think, right now. But, you know, it's funny, again, so many podcasts are starting to pop up now in Edmonton. Oh, and the Dirt City podcast for mm -hmm. the Edmonton Journal that just showed up. I really like that one as well. So it just, it's just funny. It's really starting to blow up now as far as podcasts are concerned. It's really, really fantastic to see so many podcasts now coming out of Edmonton. I think there's so many layered things going on in the city. 
Yeah, it's just an endlessly creative place, and people seem to spur each other to try new things yeah, as exactly. well. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's one of the things that I like about Edmonton. There's a lot of creative people, a lot of creative things that are going on here. It's not a, uh, a staid town that, you know, I thought maybe it was when I first came to Edmonton. It's definitely not that. A lot of creative people, a lot of very talented people here. Um, what advice would you have for someone who does want to start a blog or a podcast here? Do it. That's the only thing that I would say. You know, don't be afraid to start a podcast. Don't be afraid to make mistakes or think that you're making mistakes. You know, the only way that you're going to be able to get your your voice out there for whatever genre that you want to do is to actually do it. Don't don't hesitate. Just do it. That is excellent advice. I'm living that advice right now. <laughs> um, thank you so much for telling us about your work. I love your work, and I'm glad that you want to keep doing it. Thank you so much, Kieran. I really appreciate it. Awesome. Be sure to visit VintageEdmonton.com for a look at the city's history through the media created here over the past century or so. It goes back, like, be into the 19th century. There's yeah, I think there. the earliest one that I did was 1881. Yeah. Yeah. It's And, man, there's some crazy stuff in there. Um, you can also find Vintage Edmonton on Facebook, and you can follow Rev on Twitter at Rev Recluse. And you'll find links to everything that I just said and that we mentioned in the show notes at seenandheardyeg.com. If you subscribe to my newsletter at seenandheardyeg.com, you can get a heads up on when the next podcast is up and catch my weekly roundup of great blogs and podcasts in Edmonton every Monday. I'll be back in a week. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much.